Hey everyone, I am Reva and just want to take a moment and thank you for listening to our studio podcast. Although we are here in Greenville, South Carolina, we are grateful for your support to see the message of Jesus go out all over the world. In case you are not aware, we have a YouTube channel, which you can find the link in our podcast bio. We hope you enjoy this week's talk and it encourages you and it helps you to be the human God designed you to be. So with that, let's get right to it. Wow, 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 wow. Man, I promised myself that I wouldn't cry and then you guys all sat down there and I was like, okay, that's it, I'm done. (sighs) Welcome. If this is your first time to studio, oh man, it's gonna be an exciting adventure today. Um, I wanna thank Eric and Candice for giving me this opportunity to share with you guys. And um, I started thinking about today and and how I get to speak to my church family. And the amount of texts and the amount of prayers and encouragement that I received this week and today was overwhelming. And so if you are looking for a place to find home, I just wanna encourage you that this is it. Because I have never felt a church home like I did this week. And I just felt like, man, I feel so comfortable because I get to just talk to my brothers and my sisters and my aunts and my uncles, right? Like, it's going to be a great day. And as I um, was just praying over today, and I just, um, I'm a dancer. I don't know if you know this. And so I apologize to the video guy already because I'm going to move a lot, right? (laughs) And as I was praying and I was asking the Lord what he wanted to do, he said, I just want to dance with you. And I said, great. And so I just want you guys just to, just to be ready to receive and just be prepared for the Holy Spirit to just move because if he moves, then I don't have to say anything great, right? Okay, so that's great. Can we pray over tonight? Can we start with prayer? All right. Man, dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for being in this room. We give you the honor and the praise and we just lay our lives down And we ask that you open up our hearts, open up our mind, open up, man, our ears, and whatever you have for us today, God, we just receive that. We give you the full freedom, Holy Spirit, to just move today. In Jesus' name, amen. If you guys have your Bibles, we're going to open up, are you ready for this, to Genesis 1. (laughs) It's hard to find, I know. If, If you've never opened up your Bible, it is literally the first thing that you're going to open. So there you go, right? Okay. And we're going to start, and I'm just going to give you kind of a brief thing about what we're going to go over and kind of set some, yeah, some boundaries, some foundation, and then we're going to move on. But one of the things that I love about reading in Genesis, and this, and I'm not going to go through it because we could read all of it, but when you start in verse 11, chapter one, verse 11, He starts to describe that he's creating the grass and the herbs, right? And he's creating the fruit trees. And the thing that I want to point out, and and maybe you're not annoyed by this like I am, but he says about like 10 times in the next couple of verses, he says, I'm going to build this or create this according to its kind. And I highlighted it, and then he says it about almost everything. I'm going to create this herb according to its kind. I'm going to create this sea monster. I'm just joking. According to its kind. You guys, come on. We can laugh. It's going to be great. Um, I'm, a, I'm literally going to create this bird according to its kind. And he keeps going. And he talks about the cows and everything that he's making according to its kind. 
which is really interesting because then he also says, hey, I also want them to be fruitful and multiply. So what he's creating is, he's creating the way that a bird can give birth to a bird and that bird can do bird things according to its kind. Does that make sense? Okay, but then this is where we come in. This is man. So I'm gonna start with verse 21. And we're gonna go to 28. Yeah, we're gonna read the word. I want you to see this. It says, so God created, nope, we're moving on, 26. Start with 26, here we go. Then God said, let us make man in what? Our image, according to what? It wasn't its kind. Okay, just pointing that out. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Man, that reminds me of a song. Okay, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created man, male and female. He created them. And then God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. It does not say that he created humanity in its kind. He created you in his image, in the likeness of him. Okay. I mean, I'm excited about that. And then he proceeds to give you dominion over everything that he just listed off. And he said, I'm going to give you authority and dominion over every living thing that moves. That's key. And then he says, be fruitful and multiply. And now if I base this off of how he's created, and he said a bird will produce a bird, then I know that when I give birth to any human, that it's going to come out in the likeness of God, and it's going to have the same authority no matter what. That's a non-negotiable. When you were born, you were born in the image of God. Not in its kind, not in its likeness. You were born in the image of God. You need to understand that. And that's what we're going to go after today. And that's what makes us different than any other species on the planet. But there's another thing that makes us different. We are one of the only species that questions if the way we were designed was the way we were designed. I'm telling you, I don't know about you, but I don't think birds woke up this morning and walked to the edge of a, of a branch and said, oh my God, <laughs> that's really far. What am I doing up here? What are these, right? I don't think a bird did that this morning. I don't think he questioned, how am I gonna fly? Am I even a bird? But yet we, made in his likeness, wake up every single day and question the very thing that God said we were. We question if we were given the authority. We were questioned if we were given the power. We were questioned if we even look like him when we look in the mirror. But today, we're going to unpack that. Because what would it be like if we fully understand and we rely on the fact that we were made in God's image and that nothing can come against that? And that's what we're going to go after today. Is that okay? Okay. Come on. So... 
I am a little bit of a science nerd, so I'm going to throw that at you. Is that okay? So there's these things called atoms. Not my husband, Adam, but A-T-O-M-S, right? Atoms, right? And the thing about atoms is I, wanna, I want you to think. They're the things that fill our cells, our tiny cells. And in one human cell, are you ready for this? There's 100 trillion atoms in one human cell. I want you to think about that because there's a lot of cells in our body. And there's an average of 100 trillion atoms in one human cell. What's crazy about that is they actually thought, scientists thought, oh, we have found it. This is the smallest particle in your body. And then they figured out how to split it. It's amazing. Technology got better. And so they found out that there's things below that. Electrons, protons, neutrons. And then they found out that you can even go lower than that. And they found like these crazy things called quarks and bosons and all of these weird things. But the thing is, is that these electrons and protons, these electrons are actually circling around inside of your atoms. And it actually creates what they call an atomic vibration inside of your atoms, which means that that you are in constant movement or you are in constant vibration. I want you to think about this because my mind does not grasp this, but if we were constantly, if we have all of those things moving inside of us, why do we not look like we're being electrocuted right now? I don't know. I don't. But the crazy thing about this is these particles are not just in you. They are in everything, everything. So according to science, the floor that you're sitting on is vibrating, okay? The hat that you're wearing is vibrating. Your heart, your lungs, everything is moving. So I want to go back to Genesis, and I want you to tell me what God gave you authority over. Can we go back to 28, verse 28, the very end sentence? Are you ready for this? And we are going to have authority over every living thing that what? Moves. Come on, do you grasp that? You and I were created to be a part of creation on earth. You and I, since the day we were born, were given the ability to manipulate, shape, have authority over everything that moves. That means when you write that number on that spreadsheet, when you create those genes, when you're outside gardening, when you are building your home, these are all things that you are doing, you are manipulating, you are shaping, you are taking authority over matter. And that points to the image of God. You don't have to be creative to create. You you were given the authority to move and have authority over anything that moves. Come on. That's pretty epic. Ah, I get so excited about this. But then it goes even better. There's even more. And I know if you, listen, poor Emily has been with me since she was 11. So anytime I speak, I hear, she probably hears the same thing because I know this is what God's called me to tell people. But you were designed, when he molded and crafted you in your mother's womb, he literally gave you DNA unlike any other human on this planet. 
So I want you to take a second and I want you to look around the room. Because you, my friends, are looking at a one-of-a-kind original that was never on this planet and will never be on this planet. So when you walk into a room, you know I'm the only me. And I get to fully be me. And if I don't walk in that, then you don't get to understand and meet me. And the cool thing about this, and this is where my mind goes, is it says we were made in the likeness of God, which means there is a section of your DNA that has no one else has that glimpse of God except for you. You carry a part of God that I don't. And if you don't know and don't walk in your authority and how you were created, then we don't get to meet that part of God. So you have to come into this place and into your schools and into your jobs and say, listen, I'm coming in just as me and you get to meet God because of it. That's so cool. When you think less of yourself or you deem yourself unworthy of greatness, you rob us from God's image. I need you to trust in the fact that God made you in his image so that I can meet another facet of my God. Please. So if you're taking notes, like Eric says, right? Like if you're taking notes, number one, this is what I want you to write down. Knowing who you are introduces us to God the creator and invites people around you on the journey of discovering who they are. When you know who you are, you introduce us to God the creator. And then when I'm around you, then it literally starts to stir in me the journey inside of me and finding out who I am. So we need you to walk in this. That's so good. Okay. I'm so excited. Do you know, going back to nerd facts, here we go. Do you know what happens when you strike something that's vibrating? Anybody? Come on, a musician. What? It makes sound. Right? On a guitar, that string vibrates and we pluck it and it makes sound sound. So what's crazy about this, I want you to go there with me. I'm stretching some people, I know, but this is all science. Don't freak out. It's good. This is, you learned this in seventh grade if you haven't learned it already. Okay. You have DNA that is unlike anybody else on this planet, and it's vibrating. Those electrons and protons are moving and jiggling, which means that when you use your voice, that you produce a sound unlike any other human on this planet. So no, no reason. There's like, literally, I think about this because I struggle with using my voice. And when we got here, um, a good dear friend of mine, Matt Patch, came over to my house and he gave me a word two years ago, that I was going to start using my voice more than my dance. And I was like, I am terrified. You give me some music and I'm good. Man, I will move 
but you give me a microphone and I'm going to throw up. So welcome to today. (laughs) But one of the things that I want you to understand is the reason the enemy is going after your voice is because it's a one of a kind. And when you are able to release that and know that you were created by God, then the voice that you produce is from another realm. That you are able to call heaven down to earth by your voice. And what's interesting is that scientists have found that when you add things into your DNA, like if you're sick, then actually your vibration gets slower. How many know that, right? Because that happens. I get, you get sick and you're like, meh, right? Okay. And then they've also found that you add different emotions. It actually speeds up the vibration inside of you. So you add joy or peace. And guess what? Literally, the vibration that's inside of you starts to speed up because you were created to walk in those things. But when you start putting other things inside of your DNA, that's that don't belong there, depression, anxiety, low self-esteem, you start to lower and literally start to change the original design that God created you in. So when you go to fun science fairs, a lot of scientists will be like, we can break glass with sound, right? They used to do this with opera singers, or they tried, right? But they found out that it actually has a frequency that will hurt your ears, so they do it differently now. But the glass that they stick on top of a speaker to show kids how sound affects everything, they actually get old glass instead of new glass, which is really interesting because old glass breaks easier. And what's so fascinating about this is because you can look at that piece of glass and it looks absolutely normal. But because it's old, it has these little cracks that you can't see that causes it to be easier to vibrate and to crack. So because it's not in its original form, it becomes weaker. So when you start adding things to your DNA, when you start adding things and believing lies from the enemy about who you are, you actually become easier to break. But if you put those small breaks up to the fact that you were created in God's image, those things start to fall off of you. Those lies that were spoken over you start to fall off of you. And you start to restore the very thing that God spoke into existence when you were born. So number two, knowing who you are keeps you from believing the lies and renews your strength. Knowing who you are keeps you from believing the lies of the enemy and renews your strength. Yeah. Last point really quickly, and I have, don't worry. I'm going to say this point, and then we're going to get deep. Okay. The third point, knowing who you are and where you come from allows you to move in the power of God without doubt. And he gave you this authority. It's written in your DNA. There was a story recently (laughs) about rhinos. Yeah, I'm going to talk about rhinos. And um, I don't know if you know this, but rhinos are almost going extinct. It's a sad day. 
um, because poachers are actually killing them just for their horns. So they will kill the entire rhino and then cut off its horn, and that's it. Poor rhino. And so scientists and conservationists were like, we got to do something about this. And so they decided to put, sedate the rhinos and literally saw down their horns it actually doesn't hurt them because it's like a giant toenail, but that would actually keep them being prevented from dying. And it actually worked for a while. But I want to read you this article. <laughs> the article says, one of the keys to their behavior appears to be their horns. And when they don't have their horns, they lose their main defense and their confidence. It is also affecting their territory and is literally shrinking 82% of their territory because they don't have their horns. Guys, when you take away a rhino's horn, I don't know if you know this, what animal is it? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like, seriously, if you're at the zoo and you don't see its horn, what is, I mean, like, what is a rhino? It's a hippo. Oh, I love that. It's a weird hippo. Okay. <laughs> but when you take away its horn, the very thing, the image of what it was created in, it starts to become depressed. It can't socialize properly. It loses its confidence, loses its ability to fight. And the major outcome is it loses its ability to have a home. I want you to think about this generation right now. When you forget that you are made in the image of God, you have a harder time finding community. Because then you start being like, I don't know if I belong. You belong. If you stop believing that you were made in the image of God, then it is harder for you to find a home. It is harder for you to fight for things because it's gotta be outside of you. Man, I'm going to wrap things up. Oh, this is good. Can I get a drink? So good. There's a, a story in the Bible that I have been reading over and over and over for the last month. It's about Elijah and Ahab. And um, if you don't know, I'm not going to go into this, and I'm going to paraphrase a lot of it because it's so long. But basically, there's been a drought, and the king is blaming Elijah for the drought. And so we're going to jump in really quickly. This is the first time that he's seen um, the king since the drought. And so when he walks in, this is my favorite part, the king says, is that you, O troubler of Israel? Because he was walking and who he was, the world instantly announced him as a troublemaker, which I love. <laughs> because you were designed to take authority over things and create things. And we are desperately in need of what's inside of you that God placed inside of you to create and to birth. And who cares if you get deemed a troublemaker because of it? It is time to start shifting things. And that doesn't happen until you realize we need you. Yeah. 
And he gets crazy because, because he, oh, I love this. Come on. Oh, this is so good. So he literally calls all the prophets. He's like, hey, guess what? Come on, all of you Baal prophets, come on up to the, the mountain. We're going to do a showdown. Right? Okay. And if you don't know this, he's like, hey, I need you to get two cows and you get to pick because I'm cool like that. Prophets of Baal, I'm going to let you choose which calf you want, which bull. And then you're going to cut it up into pieces. You're going to build an altar. I'm going to do the same, except that we're not going to put fire underneath it. We're literally just going to, you pray to your God, I'm going to pray to mine. Whoever's God brings down fire is going, that, that's it. That's the ultimate God. Bam, showdown done. Yes? And if you don't know the story, it does not go well for the prophets of Baal. They fail miserably. And they spend hours and hours and hours. But the thing that's crazy is that when they fail, Elijah's not nice about it. He, he's kind of mean. He's kind of goading them. He's like, hey, where's your God? Is he meditating? Or like, is he resting? I mean, he's like, whew, yeah. He's talking a little trash. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. But then, because they fail, they start to, start to cut themselves. And it actually says that they cut themselves so much that it starts gushing out blood. God doesn't ask you to change because he created you who you are. So listen to me. When he spoke you into existence, you don't have to manipulate anything because you fail. He uses, he knew we were going to make mistakes. He knew we were going to walk in fear. In fact, if you understand this, Elijah, a couple, like literally a couple chapters over, is in, a, is in a cave shaking his boots because he's so scared after he saw the power of God. But God still uses him because he knew who he was and he knew what God called him to do. So I'm going to skip things because he literally creates this altar and he does things that are unheard of. But the thing that I love is he tells the crowd to come close before he does it. If you come close to me, guess what? You're going to meet Jesus. And then he builds literally a physical 12 rock hey, I want to remind myself the promises of God. So I'm going to build these 12 rocks so that I remember, so I don't doubt that I am made in God's image. I am a part of his story. I'm a part of his promise. And I'm going to remember that. And then he says, let's pour some water on it. Pour some water on it. And then he says, do it again. Do it again. I don't know about you. I'm not very outdoorsy. Can you tell? And um, I do know that wet wood does not burn. I do know that. And I question, Elijah, did you talk to God before you did this? Or did you just know who you were and who God called you to be? And you just walked in confidence and because he did that, God sends fire down and the entire nation falls on their knees and they start saying, the Lord is the king. The Lord is the king. One man against 450 prophets walking 
and who he's designed to be changes a nation. When you second guess who you are, then we miss out on maybe the thing that's supposed to change South Carolina. The thing that's supposed to change your family. The very thing that God designed you for a specific reason and a purpose. And I say this all the time to, man, when I was speaking when COVID hit to all of my dancers around the United States and they were just so depressed and they were complaining because they weren't getting to go to prom and all these things and it was a crazy time. But I asked them, if you were designed for a purpose and a creator spoke you into existence, then you've got to ask yourself, why am I here in 2023? What am I supposed to bring to studio? What am I supposed to bring to my city? What am I supposed to bring to my family? Because the God that's inside of me will transform all of that if I just walk in his authority. So we're going to do things a little different to end things. Is that okay? Okay. I really believe in application. And I want you to leave this place knowing that when you speak, that you bring the voice of God and it can change someone's life in an instant. I also want you to not leave this place without knowing that you are a part of a family that sees you, that hears you, that believes in you, and that when you are terrified (laughs) to get up and to speak, that you have people calling and texting and encouraging you, hey, we need your voice. So, be prepared, my youth are ready. But what's gonna take place is that my youth and the youth leaders are going to stand up and they're gonna do something that we do in youth quite often. And then you're gonna participate. They're gonna come around and they're gonna look you in the eye and they are going to speak and call out what they see inside of you. And after they do that, then you're gonna stand up and you're gonna find someone. And you don't get to stand until someone has come to you. Because everyone is leaving this place being spoken over and everyone over in this place is gonna leave knowing they are a part of a family and they are called by God. Thanks for listening to today's talk. If you're interested in learning more about Studio here in Greenville, you can go check out our website, studiogreenville.com, and you can give us a follow on Instagram. Our handle is studio.greenville. Have a great week.